So, welcome to the first rendition of the Issues in Society, coming from the perspective of teenagers in Anchorage High School. My name is Gideon Scott, with my co-hosts Audie, Hamza, and Joseph. Today, we are here to talk about school shootings, gang violence, underage deaths caused by car accidents or any other means necessary, hazing, driving, and also infrastructure. Um, I am your host, and so... Uh, I'd say school should be a safe place for people, and it shouldn't be a place where there should be like cops 24 hours, people making sure that stuff is not happening. School should be a place that it's safe to go and that you shouldn't have to worry about coming home or not. Right, and it's really sad, um, the fact of how it's like there's been already 199 shootings, plus just mass shootings. That doesn't leave like the one or two people shooting that have happened. Over mass shootings, there's been more mass shootings this year than there have been days in the year that we've gone, which is 199 to 127 days, give or take, which is absolutely abysmal. I do not agree with that at all. And like, but also the sad thing is that the government, like Adi said, does not care about it. They're more concerned about getting rid of trans rights yeah. than. The safety of the next generation, which and that kind of sucks, to be honest. I mean, the politicians right now, they're like, hey, that was caused by mental illness. And then they're also like, we don't need to fund mental illness institutions. Like, okay, you're not going to solve the problem. Cool. What are you going to do? Okay, you're going to argue about trans rights. We don't care about that at this point. Just give them their rights and move on to the people who are dying. Stop that Right. And it's also like having the embarrassing on how they aren't even like finding out like going to like brain surgeries or like uh, MRIs to figure out what's going on in the person's mind at the moment. It's more like we're just going to blame it on video games. Yeah. Which is going to make the most common outburst or like issues revolving around violence is a blame it on like on the duty in Fortnite, even though studies have shown that they don't do anything to promote those. Actually, studies have shown that these kinds of games help alleviate stress, which is it's counterintuitive. If you go by the fault, like the equal standards, it's like they're using these video games as scapegoats for their own incompetency. Yeah, I just I agree with everything you guys said. I don't think. Yeah, 
because of the algorithm nowadays, we're so overly sexualized for certain types of people and how much news gets pushed down because it's going to offend somebody having another ear message. It's going to rise up to the occasion and actually show up in other people's feeds. The best way to do that is peaceful protest. Yeah, peaceful protest. So the First Amendment. People will know about it. They'll have to be like, well, it will get posted. Yeah, it's people find it But it also has to be like a multi people protest. Yeah, so, how are you getting people to join your cause? What's going to be your first way of action to get that through? As you get more people. So, like the strong point. Yeah. Okay. Um, honestly, the best way for me, or the best way that I'm thinking of, on how we can prevent this, and Sanders already did this out of Philadelphia, Kentucky, I believe, where they protested by going to Congress. It's like all the students from a certain public school went down to the state Congress of. I think it was Philadelphia, can't remember correctly. Could have been Kentucky. It's hard to remember because so many things have happened since then. But the very tragic thing about that is that um, three people who actually agreed with them and they got bullhorn and also shouted the message that they were preaching, uh, three of, two of the three got kicked out of the office because they went with the protest. All three were Democrats. The only one that didn't get kicked out, made it by one vote, and she was a white woman. The two other guys were black men. They were kicked out of office. One was able to get back in only recently, but the other one has been kicked out, which is a total sham because in America it's a freedom of speech and that's one of our liberties, but at this point it's become more of like hostility. It's become very muted. Yeah, it's like almost as if they don't want to stop Heavy topic, I know many people actually want to touch on. And the actual sad thing is that one of the most common ways that they push it down is there's a trans shooting where a trans person does some sort of violation. So there's been multiple shootings where trans people have been involved that haven't been covered. I haven't even seen it. I've only gotten this information from someone who was actually at the time researched. He was in our classroom recently. But then um, there's also different issues that aren't around school shootings, but it's still around like child of underage harm where it's like trans people uh, rape females in like bathrooms which they don't get really charged for because of the trans community which is like so taken offense by everything that you can't really like, talk to them about any issue which is yeah. very annoying. Didn't you talk about something about how those shootings with trans people were pushed down but Shootings that involved the black community were like almost highlighted. Yeah, it's uh, trying to go back on top of you to help me out there. You also did. Thank you for that one. Um, I think that that's because of trans communities is so hostile. So if you just say like one thing, it's like we've all seen the memes of like how if you get their pronouns wrong, 
But yeah. um which is like not an overstatement, but also very stereotypical. But with like black shootings it's because of how dangerous black people are supposedly and how much traction they get from the media. Black on black violence or white on black violence or black on white violence, how much traction those stories get compared to trans stories because you don't want to offend the Twitter mob that will come after your news channel, which completely makes sense because you're going to stay in business. But with the black and white and black and black shootings, with how frequent they are and how much coverage they can get, it's always the biggest story because it's so hard. I mean, I think statistically, there's more like there's more white than anything else, and it's just that doesn't get covered as much. Like it's just it's because I guess blacks can be oppressed more. And that just gets covered more. I think it's also accused of racism, and so if you just see a black on black or a black on white, it's always some sort of like gang intention or hate crime done by one party. And if it's not, they can always skew it that direction. Sorry for the technical difficulties. I just got a mic. Just got a microphone. This is actually a big help because I can actually isolate the sound. Thank you to the white change who helped us, Donnie and TV, who are solid. Appreciate it. Solid. Um, going back onto the topic, right? I'm wondering how this can also go into Hadi's profession, which is Asian. Is what he researched and how, like, in school grounds, there's been this kind of culture where you go to like the Greek houses, right? And how fraternity in the Greek houses they have an initiation where it's like you have to do like drugs or weed or some sort of hardcore thing. What we do, know. well, I mean, it's it's a it's a um, it's not a death heavy thing, but it in the past. Ten years is limit for deaths to hazing, but it's a very bad thing for like the upcoming college kids. It's like the freshmen they want to join a fraternity house, you know, and they just get hit with all these hard drugs they've never done before, like alcohol. And it's like underage. They're all underage, right? They're just eighteen or nineteen coming out of high school or their gap year, and some of them are crippled for life, like Danny Tenkuli. He what he can't see, he can't walk. I don't think he can talk or hear. No, he can only hear, right? Yeah. And like he was a he was like a promising kid in Mizzou. His entire future is gone. Because he went and he attended a fraternity. Like, they just they just hated him. Like Yeah, no, they forced it down his throat. He was unconscious at one point. Just like drink more, shoving it down his throat. So I mean a total sham. Like yes. I said before, it's always the young kids who are like unsuspected of it. And so I can also connect that back to what I was talking about with school shootings and how, and like underage violence, but how in Kansas City, the kid who got shot by a white man could have been because his brother was just unsuspecting. And I don't know how much the guy's been charged if he got charged at all. I don't know if the kid's doing it, but 
like a similar issue where they were shooting near my own house down near Bellevue and it was due to some sort of like altercation I think where a 31 year old and his 5 year old daughter got shot 31 year old got shot three times in the head and his daughter got shot I think a couple times on her arm and got raped on the forehead the guy's dead um, there was someone in our school building that was his cousin and so now because he was affiliated within gangs like how if once one guy from a member of the gang dies because of another guy it's going to be a back and forth view it's a tragedy yeah. another big thing in gangs is also hazing coincidentally it's it's a big thing there because like gangs also have a lot more active so it's drug yeah, yeah gang initiation and so it's like it's like become part of the gang lifestyle you know I'm pretty sure that's a staple in Mexican gangs. Not saying it's a staple in like it's horrible. It's like legal in forty countries. Don't do it here. Um it's like they do weed and other drugs, alcohol. It's usually just alcohol. And it's like and then also doing stupid stuff that comes with it, like go out onto the ice rink or something while you're drunk. Or go down the stairs, jump down the stairs, fly down the stairs. Yeah, hazing. Hazing is very bad. So, what do you guys think the police are trying to do to stop it? And I have also noticed that me and Adi have been talking the most, and my other two co-hosts have been pretty quiet for a long time. So, I'm wondering, from Haza and Joseph, what do you guys think the police, uh, the police are doing to stop it? What can us as do, citizens do to stop it as well? Again, I think we can use social media because that's a resource at our disposal. So we can use that to highlight these um, tragedies. tragedies and um, things that have happened so they can be prevented in the future. And again, if it gets um, pushed down by our algorithm and social media, we can, again, protest the comments because that's all right. And that would also be highlighted, so that's how we can enlighten the situation and put light to it so it can be stopped. Yeah, I'd probably say, um, get like police or something to do about it, uh, maybe do something about it. But, um, yeah, social media, I don't know, social media is going to highlight what goes on.
you know, I've been thinking maybe these seizings and um, initiations only happen because of what has happened to that person in their past, as in like they haven't gone the attention that they needed, they've been bullied or harmed, and they wanted attention. A way to get attention. Yeah, a, a way to get attention. So they chose this as the way to get attention or get noticed by anyone. And I feel that that's not the right way to do it, and we should um, have more resources if you're feeling sad or lonely or you need someone to talk to. So I noticed how Joseph said that it's through social media, and I also noticed how social media both positive and negative things. So the use that Joseph is teaching to use it as, I think it could be helpful, but I've also noticed that that's what people go to. So instead of like actually like starting to charge or starting a protest, they sit behind the phone screen and tweet out a hateful comment of like, we need to change this or this isn't right, this is wrong, we need to do something to uh, stop it, but they actively aren't really doing anything to make the change. And that's why I think that we should start protesting more instead of protesting using our fingertips on the touching political bodies. Going off what Gideon said there, I heard this like analogy, it's like you see a buff guy, okay? He's wearing a pink shirt. You don't like his pink shirt. You don't tell him that you don't like his pink shirt in his face. No, you're gonna go on Twitter and you're gonna say, I don't like that guy buff guy's shirt in his face. And then you're gonna go around and hide because you're not gonna want to be up to you can't beat you up to the screen, right? And that's just basically what that person was trying to say is on social media, you don't have like the fear of, I guess, oppression in a sense, but you also don't have like, the, you don't also have the sense of like, I guess, just no, not just like, like, just, yeah, humiliation or like, Basically, the only human decency. Because that's just not there. Say, say, uh, going back to the topic of ways to prevent it, I think that one possible way would be like getting the school to go for college. Like that, getting the actual school or college involved in like dealing with the penalty or whatever. Or someone like I agree with what Ponza said that there should be some sort of punishment for this in sense of what would happen if it does continue and that would hopefully promote it to stop happening and spreading. Um, I think these might be one of the two topics that we'll be able to cover today, unfortunately, but it's actually been a pretty decent conversation during the first time that we've done the podcast. We shall keep continuing, um, because we're running out of time, like I said, I have about two minutes left. But I'd like to ask you some more questions on the second episode of this, or I have um, for those two main um, affection, but I wonder um, 
why does this affect us? How does this affect me as a person, even though it's not happened to me locally? How would gazing in school shooting an underage minors affect me? And why should I care? Um, I think it affects us, even though we don't know the person, but because um, we, we as people um, are very delicate and we care for one another, and even though that we don't know the person, when this happens and you're just a student at school, it, um, it just wakes you up to reality. Like this stuff happens out there. There's nothing that you can do to stop them necessarily from doing it, and it hurts, and that's why it affects us. Yeah, I really agree. With you. I also think like three years, we're going to be in college. Like this is like at risk this sort of action. Like we're gonna be in college and what people might consider normal is like eternity or three thousand years. And that might lead them to believing that since we're at risk now that oh excuse me, in the coming years we should definitely like be try to avoid doing more like um, you know yeah, try to prevent it. I mean in three years we'll be at college and the world School shootings, like mass shootings, like what was it, like 190 like during one day? And by the way that this is going, I'm not even sure if this goes to make it to college. Just that, like, you have to get to college. If you, like, when you're in school, you might get shot. If you go to college, you might get hit. If you go, and then when you graduate college, you might get hit by a car. Life always has like unexpected turns and events of like how much can grow because so many lives have ended so soon in the age because of evil people. Like I remember researching that a nineteen year old who graduated out of the high school that he went to went back and just emptied like a hundred book five hundred bullets in his school killing a teacher and just a random student knew the premises so well. And that's also the scary thing is that school shooters are normally someone who is inside of the building who has been inside of the building beforehand so they can map out a route and so they also know the drills that we've had to go through and that's also a major concern is how effective the drills are. Because in certain buildings like the building that we're in, Rockbridge High School, there is so little windows that it's basically hard to make an escape. With so few, and so the best idea is just to run out of the building, just barricade yourself in a dark room. But if you're in a dark room, they have a weapon, they can shoot through the door. And as we've seen in movies, with a strong enough caliber of a bullet, they can just shoot the doorknob and that would break off the lock. So they could just walk in and just kill everybody in the room. But half the time, they're lucky enough that they are not so smart half the time, and so they don't have the um, 
Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I feel that um, schools should probably better improve their security because I don't know how these school shooters get in because they shouldn't. There's cameras everywhere and there should, there's one on the front door. I'm not sure how random people are being let into the building if they aren't a student or a teacher. So if they aren't someone that doesn't go to the school, they shouldn't be let in. The authorities should be contacted. So that's what I think. Um,